Very good, Joy. Thank you very much. We only had one night of her crying all night. I said, you can cry that out. I'm going into the other room. I need to sleep. <laughs> but, you know, it's painful facing stuff. But, however, we're on the way. It's great. Anyway, it's wonderful, and I just uh, have grown to love Ian and, and Lynn so much. Just appreciate you so much. And the connection we have now and the way you've just been loving and truthful, and it's just been great. I've come to know you better. So, Ian, love you to come up and share what God's done in you. Sorry, I'm using the wrong mic, but it's all good. You know, um, one of the things that I think that God has been doing is to, he's after a family. And, and above everything, God is looking for family life in a family. And I think it's one of the things that is missing in church life all around, around, around the world where I go. And so for me, the first thing that um, I began to realize was that God was wanting me to connect again and become vulnerable now. Um, as someone who's prophetic, you see a lot of stuff and you know a lot of things that people think you don't know. And so you're able to, to engage things and to know stuff supernaturally. But then you've got to deal with what you know. And so one of the things that through, I mean, I've been in the church for, what, 22 years now. I, I can't, I, it's so long, it's whatever. It's all under the blood as far as I'm concerned. But I can remember about September last year, um, making a decision inside, thinking, Lord, try me, try my heart and see if there'd be any wicked way in me because I want your kingdom. Above everything, I want to see your kingdom come in me. And I didn't know what I would have to do to allow him to get in there. And so um, we began to um, <laughs> sit with Mike. And, you know, it's a very hard thing when you've walled yourself off because of the pain you've had to live in to become vulnerable again and say, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk, and, um, but I know actually the real issue is me because in the middle of the circumstances of what we've gone through in the last 20 years, the church life, you get walled off and you get broken and you get hurt and you try and engage and then it doesn't happen and you lose hope and you lose faith and then you actually begin to wall yourself off and you live in your own little world. And God doesn't want us as a family to live in our own little world. He wants us to relate with one another. And um, one of the things that for me is, you know, God is love. And the Bible says, beloved, love one another for God is of love. And everyone who loves is born of God. And so I had to make myself vulnerable to, to Mike. I had to make a conscious decision to make myself vulnerable within the, the setting that God had set for us at this table before the Lord. And I'm like, Mike, I can remember sitting down at this table and suddenly all this grief went. And I was going, God, what is this? What, what on earth is this sitting here? I thought I was kind of clean, you know. <laughs> and and so, so it began, and what God began to do was to, was to begin to deal with, with issues inside. You know, there's a scripture that says something like this. Walk in the light as he is in the light, and then you'll have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse you from all your sin. And so I, I made a conscious choice to bring into the light my feelings of uh, all the stuff I had to work through in my relationship with Mike, within the church life, with what had happened. And so for me, the journey really began, I think, probably at the beginning of last year when, when we sat down at this table where there was a, a whole corporate group of us sitting down just looking at the church history. And then there was a specific point 
um, about eight or nine years ago when this massive witchcraft attack came to displace the prophetic within the church life and to everyone who was involved in the prophetic arena would have come under the same attack and you would have felt displaced, dislodged, and misplaced in the body. And, you, and for me, I'd spent nine years from that point wandering around misplaced, trying to find where, where I fitted. How do I fit? What do I do? What, what's my role? And then we, I get made an elder and the same thing, misplaced because of that demonic attack that you know, Mike very, very clearly laid out. And so I, I had to acknowledge, hey, I've been hurt. And th- that was one of the key things that for me, and actually the, the, I think the biggest frustration for me was the, and, and the greatest grief was the lack of relationship we could have had for the last periods of years if only I had sat down and said, oh, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm seeing, and this is what I'm experiencing. But because of the witchcraft thing, and, and, and this is my choice, I chose, this is the thing that so frustrated me, is I chose and made a conscious decision to come under it and allow it to affect me instead of confronting it and actually getting underneath it and, and challenging the thing. And so I had to, personally, I had to repent. I just actually had to acknowledge that I had been hurt. And then, and then I can remember us meeting here and we, we came down here and took communion and we cried out to the Holy Ghost, Lord, come into the church and start with us. Oh, boy, I, I did not know the joy. <laughs> well, at the end. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't know what God would actually do in the middle of all this to bring us to a point where we could actually have a proper family relationship where there's nothing covered and it's all seen at the dinner table. And, and so, and, and so we, we're in that, in that, still in that protocol of establishing this whole relational thing. And I know... If God's done it in me, then he's going to do it in you. And you haven't got a choice. And, and you will all be feeling the same thing. If you have had some of this stuff happen to you, let me tell you, actually, you, you make, I, I did. For me, I made choices to come under it. And I actually had to acknowledge, although you'd done this to me, I had to acknowledge that I'd chosen to submit my life to it and actually acknowledge that as my sin. I had to actually become open with that. Um, some of the things, you know, the in openness, relationship, and intimacy, all part of family life. But actually what I found was that when I began to try and become open, I was really hesitant because I've got a history. And like Mike, the history was, hey, there's been brokenness and brokenness upon brokenness and waylaying of hope and waylaying of, of, of you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I'd become very sick in my heart in the hope that something would change. To the point where, like Mike, I was, I was, by the end of last year, I was thinking, Lord, I'm out of here. September, October, I'm, Lord, I'm out of, I'm finished. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm finished. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. And God, you know, it's amazing when you, when you lay your stuff down before the Lord and say, Lord, try me. Just whatever, whatever, whatever. Do whatever you want in me. Here I am. It's amazing how you'll come in and very gently start to turn everything upside down and begin to establish you in the right place. And so, and, and, and Mike and I can remember Mike and I meeting, and, and Mike said to me, you know, what, what, do, what do you think we need to do? And, I, and my first thing was, Mike, there's no proper government in the church life. And that's why the Spirit is doing its thing. And the, the Bible talks in the New Testament about the church being established on the doctrines of the apostles and the prophets, because the apostle establishes dominion, and the, and the, and the, uh, and the prophets see and speak. And so we've covered them together to see and speak. And, and although we, we might function in different arenas in the church life and whatever, it's see and speak. 
And, and what, I, what I'm finding now is there's, there's an openness now. We, we come together and, 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 and I've, I've had to, like I've had to receive from Mike his forgiveness for things that he's done. And I've had to ask forgiveness for things that I've done and to joy. And in and, 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 and that relational connection, suddenly God breaks it open and then suddenly the kingdom starts to sit and it's got a place to rest. And, and, and God's after a family where his glory can rest upon the family. God wants a family. And the family means around the dinner table saying, Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. You hurt me. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. I've got a voice and I can say stuff too. But actually, my biggest issue is me. And unless you change, nothing will change. And I had to make a conscious choice to change. To change. And I found that what has happened is as I've changed, my relationship with Mike and relationship with Joy, my relationship with Lynn has deepened. And then, and then now we're in a point now where I can, for the first time in my life, I will say this openly, I've got some people I can fully trust other than my wife and, and father. That are outside of my immediate family life, within the body of Christ, which is the greater family of Christ, I have people who I can trust. And I can go there and say, hey, this is what's happening. This is where I'm at. This is what's going on. This is where God's at. This, I mean, and, and so it's, it's open. The whole table is open. And so, so really my, my testimony is as I've made a choice to change and to respond to the brokenness of my own life and to look into my own life and allow God to get in there and like joy, root that junk out of my life. And let me tell you, it hasn't been easy. Like, you know, I, I, make it, I might make it sound all exciting and hallelujah, glory to God. Well, let me tell you, it's actually not an easy thing when you know you're going to go somewhere and somebody's going to look at you and say, Ian, I really love you, but you know, there's this that really bugs me. And it's like, give me a break. I'll go and find a hole and hide in somewhere. I'll build my nice little wall. Thank you very much. And you can just, you know, go jump on the moon. <laughs> and, and, and so, but, but God isn't like that. With, and, and I know that in family, when you talk and you talk and you talk, and out of relational connectedness, God builds unity. And that's what God is wanting you to do. I know in the church, because of what he's done within the corporate setting of the government of the house, there's unity. God is wanting to bring unity in the house. Because where there's unity, God commands a blessing. And that's what God's wanting to rest on this church. He's wanting His commanded blessing to come into the house of the Lord. And so I, 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 as, as we go through this process, and we're not finished yet. We, and and I'm, I'm like Mike, we don't know about tomorrow. Tomorrow has issues all of its own. We're just trying to handle today. And so, so from, from Mike and from me and from Lynn, I know that we haven't got all tomorrow planned out. But I know that we're taking a step into tomorrow. And because you're taking a step there, God is meeting us. And we, I, I, sometimes I feel like Abraham looking for something whose founder and builder is God, knowing there's something there bigger than what we've had and is looking for a place and I'm looking for it to land. And, and it's about unity. It's about family. Everywhere around the face of the earth, I go and I minister all around the face of the earth. God is saying the same thing, family. It's all about family. It's all about relationship. It's all about friendship and honesty within those relationships. Not going there and saying, you've done this, you've done this, but actually, what have I done? What, what have I done? There is a place to hear what, what, what you've done, but what have I done? In my responses to what you've done, what have I done? Have, why haven't I stood there and said, hey, listen, what you've said to me is just hurt. Why haven't I, instead of just walling off in rejection like I've been doing? And so, anyway, so, so God, God has been weaving this stuff through us. And so, um, one of the things that, that I do know and that is that God is wanting the church to come into the thing that's called a baptism of unity. 
and that baptism is a place where the glory of God gets released in a supernatural way into the church and then out of the church into the community. And it's that out there that's got to see this. And the Bible says this, that God will sanctify His name, not for our name to take or for His name, but that the heathen may know that there is a God in Israel. And, and that's what God's doing. Sanctifying His name means becoming a family once again. Actually, in becoming open with one another so that His name is made great in our midst. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a special place I go with the Lord at times. And last night, um, I walked with him by this special place, by the river. And he holds me very close to his heart, and we walk and we talk. Last night, he held me very close. And he could feel my heartbeat, and I could feel his heartbeat. And he said to me, Lynn... This is how I hold the body of Christ. This is how I hold my church, my bride. And he said, many of them desire breakthrough, but I desire them to break out. I desire them to break out deep within and within their soul. And he said to me, I will be in the midst tomorrow night. And somebody rang me today and they said, there's two angels by the front door. Just there at the door. They're all in white. They've got blue all around them and they're holding cups with oil in them. It's beautiful when you get messages like that, isn't it? I asked the Lord about, um, probably about eight years ago, I said, Lord, give me a love for your body, for your bride, like you've got. And I didn't know what that meant. But as I've gone through the battle in the last nine or ten months, I have felt deep, deep grief like many in this room. I, I, I have felt deep pain and deep grief. And I built an altar of repentance in the last year. And that altar I kept going to in repentance every time something came up in my life. Because I realized that the things in my soul were the things that were holding me back. I realized the things in my soul were like dams. So the rivers within me, out of my belly, would start to flow and there would be blockages in my spirit life. But as I started to identify with all these things that were still blocking me, the Lord start to, started to intensify the love for the body of Christ. So I would identify with the pain in the body of Christ when I held people in my arms, when I prayed, when I interceded for them. The pain would become deeper, so it was not only my own pain, but I was identifying with you. I want to tell you, the Lord told me last night that he loves his bride. He loves everyone that is sitting here tonight that has come. He said, I am in the midst of my people and I'm walking amongst the lampstand. 
I think the very big things that have come up in life, the grief, the isolation, the despair, the broken dreams, the lost time, the robbing of time, the stripping, church, the judgments we've made against one another. And then sometimes we have received those judgments and we've come into agreement with them and they've turned inward on ourselves. And through counseling and through my own life, I've noticed that there has been a bitterness like gall sitting right inside my own stomach and my own soul. And then there would come the that demand for somebody else to put it right for me. A bitter root expectancy. The Lord says, Lynn, unless you deal with that deep root of bitterness, unless you allow me to take hold of it and start to shake it, just like a, like a branch, like a root, and just start to shake it, it will break off and the roots will still be there. You see, the Lord is shaking everything, heaven and earth now. He's shaking the very core of us, the very depth of us. He's saying, I want my church free because the hour is urgent. I want to loose, I want want breakout. I will stand in that breakout with you to break out the grief, to break out the isolation, to, to break out the pain that's deep within you, to break out the anger and the deep injustice. Church, it's one of the biggest things we find is breaking free of that injustice, isn't it? But the church says, I love you all. I have chosen you all for this time. And as I kept going back to that altar and not coming off it until that thing had been burnt out by his glory fire, and even now the Lord is still doing a deeper work in me, but one step at a time, church, We're coming into something so very, very, very special. The Lord is doing something with us that's going to draw us together. I was talking to the worship team the other night and I said, we're like a bunch of grapes, but each one of us is a single grape. But when we are crushed together, the skin of the grape breaks. It's like the skin of our heart. And the fluid, the juice, the wine starts to mingle together and it becomes a flow that becomes the most beautiful corporate anointing. That, says the Lord, is what I want. I want to crush the grapes. I want to crush your heart so you become one. He said, only if you would know the love that my father and I have. I want... I want the church to feel this oneness, this love. And there is a baptism of love. There is a baptism of unity. And it's only in this oneness and this unity that we will fill the mandate that God has for this church. The the Lord is calling each one of us to become one. There's a presence of God here tonight that is so beautiful. The Lord says, do you want breakout? Do you want to let go all the judgments, the grief, the sorrow, the pain, the things that are holding you back so the rivers can run free up from your spirit, through your soul and out of your body? Those are the ones that the Lord will be able to draw together and then then direct to the community and out where he's going to take us. We must be an army of God that's arising healed. You don't send wounded soldiers, do you? 
You don't send wounded soldiers out. You you send those that are healed in oneness. It's a wonderful thing to identify with each other, to undergird, to love each other. That's the baptism of love, to love one another, to care for one another. Something special. Church, it's the most urgent hour that I have ever known. It's the most painful walk I have ever made is in the last nine months. But I do know this, that it's one step at a time. And I'm not going back, I'm going forward. The Lord is saying tonight, church, arise. Hear the word of the Lord and arise. He said, my blood goes like a mighty force to break the strongholds and go before us. The Lord says, church, arise. It is a new beginning. It is a new time. To Joshua, he said, you have never been this way before. He said, tell the people, sanctify themselves. Because tomorrow I'm about to do wondrous things. The Lord also says, I'm binding up the wounds of my people. And I'm going to revive my people. I'm going to breathe again on my people. This is not for 10 years down. This is a now word, church. We're to rise and go forth as we have never gone before. And if it be a sacrifice that your heart's got to break and, get, and break into the next person's heart so the juice of that bunch of grapes comes together in a powerful corporate anointing. Church, it's worth it. This is the hour. We take it now or we leave it. It is a choice. And I know in my heart tonight that there's a grieving in my heart because the Lord has been grieving for his church. He's been grieving. He's saying, will they not come together and love each other? Was that not my command to love one another? And this is the cry tonight, church. I too am tired of crying. I want to know what it's like to laugh again. And I know in that arising, that laughter will come, that joy will come. I want to say I love you all tonight. We love you. We love each other. You're all so, so special. And the most beautiful thing is that you've been chosen for this hour, for this time. It's never before. Will we arise together? Will we arise together? There's a stillness here tonight, and that's Jesus is in our midst. He loves his people. He loves each one of us. He loves us. Isn't that beautiful? We are so, so loved. Church, we're going to arise. There's something special here tonight. And we're about to do something special. For all those here tonight that desire breakout, in the isolation like I have had, like the grief, the anger, the deep injustices, the deep disappointments and resentments the Lord has been dealing with in my life, 
I don't want to see anybody left with those sort of things inside them. We want to see the rivers running free and the liberty and the joy of the Holy Ghost. A church arising in great strength and power, in unity and love for one another. That's what we want, isn't it? Because that's where God will pour his power. We're going up together to dwell together. Let's arise, church. Let's arise right now. Let's stand. All those that want to make a fresh commitment tonight, all those that their hearts are saying, yes, Lord, tonight, I want to be set free. All those that want to say yes to the Lord, I suck coming to the front. We're going to do something special here tonight. Just know that Jesus loves you tonight. His heart beats with your heart tonight. Just, just make room just so the other people can come down the front if we want to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I just want you all to look at me for a minute just as you're coming down. You know, I, I want to stand here today as an elder and as part of the government of this church and tonight take responsibility for where we have hurt you folks. In, in, in any way whatsoever, emotionally, where there's been needs that we haven't seen and through our own brokenness have ignored them or, or walked past them. Tonight, my main issue is to ask your forgiveness because we've missed it. And in our own places, in our own brokenness where we've missed it, I ask you to forgive us because forgiveness is a beginning. Now, what we, what we are going to do is we are not going to come and lay hands on you individually because tonight we're going to get you to build an altar before the Lord for your own life. And I'm going to talk you through what to do tonight because we need to present ourselves before the Lord. The Bible says to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before the Lord. And so what I would like you to do is just to close your eyes. Inside your heart, you will know where you've held things inside of you, where there's been brokenness or where there's been issues that you've had to face or things that have been done to you that have been quite hurtful to you. And one of the things I know about God is that he looks for a sacrifice. And what I made a conscious choice to do was to build an altar with the stones of the remembrance of the things that have been done, things that I've been hurt with, things that had happened around me through circumstances or um, through people, through words or actions. And so just in your heart, I want you just to walk with me. Father, today I want to bring the first stone of the altar where I've been rejected and felt hurt. Today, Lord, I lay that as a stone in your presence. Father, today I bring you the stone of isolation where I've been isolated, the stone of separation, where I've been separated, where there's been circumstances that have been arrayed against me and it seems like there's been no end to the trouble I've walked in. 
Lord, I take that stone and I place it before the others. Lord, today I want to bring every circumstance that's occurred in my life where I've been hurt by people in leadership. I want to bring that stone and I lay it out as an altar tonight. Lord, I want to bring the stones where I've been abused spiritually in the past by leadership in any way. Lord, I want to bring that stone tonight and I lay it down, building an altar to your presence. Lord, where I've been rejected by other people because they did not understand me and where I felt rejected, today, Lord, I bring that stone and I lay it before you. Lord, where I've been abandoned and left alone and no one there to understand, no one there who would seem like they even cared, Today, Lord, I bring that stone and I lay it before you. Lord, tonight where things have happened in the body, with those around me where I've been mocked, hurt, misunderstood, misquoted, today I bring those stones and I lay them before you. Lord, I build an altar out of my life today where things that I've said have been twisted around, where they've been used against me, where others have said things against me, and in my own brokenness I've responded in anger and in hatred and in vengeance. Tonight, Lord, I bring that stone and I lay it before you. Today, Lord, I build an altar. I build an altar, Father, before your presence the same way as Elijah built that altar out of the stones that have been made and used by those men of old for their own sacrifices today Lord I build an altar before you out of the stones of my own life out of the places that I've been broken I build an altar I build an altar in the realm of the Spirit as a memorial, Father, of your love for me. Because even though I was yet a sinner, you still loved me and you held me in your arms. Now, Father, your word says to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasant in your sight. Today, Lord, freely of my own will, I lay down across the stones that I've laid out before you today. And Lord, by faith today, I reach up into the realm of the heavens and I ask you to send your fire. Lord, that I would be found a pleasing, a well-pleasing sacrifice in your sight. Father, I today, by faith, I choose to release forgiveness to those that have hurt me, those that have misunderstood me, those that have been broken by. Lord, I ask you to forgive me where I have stood in that place and have caused brokenness around others. Where in that place of brokenness, I've responded in anger 
or in hate or in revenge or murder. Father, tonight I ask you to forgive me. Now, Lord, I ask that you would come and you would forgive us. First of all, Father, in the body, for not being honest, not being open. And Father, where we've been closed off because of our pain and our hurt. Father, I ask tonight that you would come and you would forgive us. Father, as a body of people where we have hurt the soul of our own church, the soul of our own life in this house, Father, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, tonight we build an altar. We build it before your presence. And we ask, Lord, that your angels would come with the coals of fire from your throne and they would put it upon our altars. They would burn us, Lord, as living sacrifices that we would become truly the flame of fire you desire for us within the community. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love for me, that you love me. And Lord, because you love me, I thank you that I am loved in the body. Father, your word says, Beloved, love one another. Love one another. And Father, today, what I would love you all to do is just to reach across and put your hand the person on your right-hand side. Father, today, as we touch as a body, Lord, I pray for the person next to me. Lord, that you would cleanse them, that you would wash them, that you would remove their stains, that, Lord, over the next three months, as they walk through the process, Father, I ask that you would bless and you would open the door for true love to flow. Father, I thank you that you've given them to me. Lord, your word says that, that I am my brother's keeper. Lord, I am my brother's keeper. And today, Lord, I thank you that in this place where you've given me them, today I honor them for building an altar before you today. Father, we love you, and you are our Father. Lord, today we'll look to you, who is the Father of all. Lord, we are your family. Lord, we belong in a family, and we decree that today, that I belong in a family, that I'm part of a family, I belong within a family, and that I'm able to be loved in that family. And I'm able to be free to be me in that family. Father, thank you. And I bless those people. Put your hand on the left-hand side of the person next to you today. Father, thank you that you've given me these people. Lord, thank you that they are my family. Lord, I ask that you would sanctify your name in them. Not for my name's sake, but your sake. Lord, that the heathen may know that there is a God in this house. Father, today I thank you for them. Lord, I ask that you would forgive them for any place, in any way, that they may have hurt me.
Father, right across the body, Lord, right through every connection point, in any way that I've been hurt, isolated, abandoned, felt rejected, Lord, I, today I release forgiveness. And Lord, I receive forgiveness. I receive it from the body of Christ today. And Lord, today your word says, to whoever sins are remitted, they're remitted. And Father, today we declare forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Lord, your word says that, that as we walk in the light, as he is in the light, that we would have fellowship one with another and that the blood of Jesus Christ would cleanse us from all sin. Father, today we receive your cleansing of your blood. We receive it in Jesus' name. From one another, Father, from your presence, we receive cleansing by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's a walk. It, it's a walk from here onwards. It's a walk. It's not necessarily easy. But it's a walk and we've got choices we have to make. And I know God's going to put his, if God has put his finger on the people that lead your church, <laughs> then he's going to stick his finger right on your life and he's going to stir your noodle until you let go. And, and I, would, I would really encourage you to connect with someone, to connect with them. Hallelujah. Pastor Mike, do you want to? But what we are going to do is, if you can just make your way back to the, your seats, so, and Mike will just do a few other things that, to take home from here today, and then we're going to have communion together. Hallelujah. Yep, that, yep, they'll give it out. How are they going to do it? Yep. We've got two tables that come inside here. I'll just, okay. Don't go too far back. We've got communion, and we'll just get people to come forward. Okay. Okay, I've got the tables there for the communion. There you go. There you go. We'll just get, don't go too far back because um, we've just got a couple of tables over here. Uh, two on that side and uh, two on this side. Um, probably best if you move the tables well apart. so there's, uh, Otherwise, they'll just crowd around them. Move them well apart. That's right. Blah, 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 blah. And what we'll get you to do is just come and uh, we've got uh, loaves of bread. And we'll come and we're just going to, uh, in a moment, get you all to come up. Just tear off a piece of bread and dip it into the... Communion uh, wine. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We can never outdo you with your love. We thank you, Lord, that everything that you do with us is based on covenant. And so today as we come to the time of communion, of taking the bread and the cup together, we thank you, Lord, that we renew covenant with you, that we are your people and you are our God. We are your people, and you are our God. And nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from your purpose. Nothing can separate us from your willingness to help us. And as we take this bread and this cup together, we thank you, Lord, today. We are one body today. We decree the disconnection of witchcraft broken. We decree it broken. We decree it banished from Bay City forever. In Jesus' name, we declare its power broken. We declare it broken in Jesus' name. We decree unity. We decree closeness, connectedness. In Jesus' name, 
We decree fresh vision, fresh focus, fresh empowerment in Jesus' name. And we thank you as we take this cup. My God, we thank you that all their past is washed away. It is totally broken in Jesus' name. And we become one in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, church, let's come forward and just take the bread and take, take it and tear some off. Take a good bit there. Come on up forward and just around and dip it in the cup and hand it to someone. Tell them you love them. They're very special people. And swap around as much as you like. Let's just come and just flow together. Some tissues there to take as well. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Father, we just thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're about to do. Lord, tonight we honour you and give you the glory. We thank you and you that every day is a new day. And today is a day of beginnings, a day of new things for so many people. Lord, today we honour you. We lift high your name. Come on, church, just stand and give the Lord a clap and just shout to him. Shout a victory. Every new day begins with a first step forward. And we thank you today. This is a great and a great new day. Wonderful Jesus. Amen. We're just going to come and celebrate in a moment. Before we do, just there's a couple of things. We don't have everything together, but we're on the journey. It's a good journey. And uh, I just feel so much in my life has just shifted in the last, perhaps the last week really. But there's some practical things we need to do and something to change. And... Uh, and I'll put it very simply, connection and kindness. Make a commitment that over this next three months, you will begin to connect with people. Get somebody to your home, take them out for coffee, connect with somebody you wouldn't normally connect. Start to build a connection and relate to somebody. Begin to build relationship at a different level. Second thing, show kindness, just random acts of kindness. There's nothing like kindness to demonstrate love and unlock people's life. Ask God, show me who to speak to. Show me who to show kindness to. Who can I do it to? Say kindness. Start to do random kindness. Begin to blow someone's world up with random acts of kindness. Because when you do kindness, most people kind of say, well, why did you do that? You know, well, I didn't deserve that. Yes, that's the beauty of it. You didn't deserve it, but we did it anyway. Show you the love of God. Amen. Well, come on, let's just come on and celebrate and finish up tonight with a great sound of celebration. We're ready?